Hi, how are you? And welcome to You, Me and BPD. This week I'm going to chat about the brain and from what I see from my perspective of how the brain can induce, excuse me, mental health. When you're born, you're born with a primal brain. You're born with a brain that basically will help you survive. In other words, babies, in order to survive, will cry. That's a fundamental aspect of them. When they get hungry, it activates a trigger in their brain and their brain then will activate an automatic response to cry. This will alert the adult to come to them. So basically the part of the brain that's there from day one is developing, constantly developing from day one. And what happens is as the child, as the baby grows into a young child, that brain is still developing. They're practically it's practically an animal brain. It's not a human brain as yet because the brain, even though all the brain is there from when a baby is born, not all of it is developed. And your primal brain, like instincts, food, pleasure, you know, survival, that's there from day one. That part of the brain is constantly developing. Basically what it's doing is it's recording everything that happens around it. It's recording sights, smells, dangers. It's one of the reasons where an adult, when they just can't stand the smell of something, but they don't know why. It's because before they could actually remember, you know, they smelled something or tasted something that they didn't like, and that's recorded in their uh, long-term memory. So when they get older and they smell something, but they just can't put their finger on it, it's that part of the brain that is just remembering that smell and going, I remember this before, I didn't like it, don't go near it. So basically that part of the brain, it's fundamental for absolute survival. It's fundamental for fear. It's, it, it keeps the person alive. The problem is when that part of the brain continually develops and develops, and if it's in a case of trauma, it's constantly remembering trauma and it's constantly then putting that trauma inward into the storage compartment and the person then doesn't get to develop and how this happens is this the back of your brain is called your amygdala well it's not really the back but we say it's the back and your front of your brain is the prefrontal cortex and the back of the brain is basically your food pleasure when you're a teenager sex and then survival. And it's a program, it's been programmed since day one. It's a program to make sure you find food, you find pleasure, because if we didn't get pleasure in food, we wouldn't eat it. We'd simply pass it by. And if we <clears throat> pass by food, when we could have needed it, when we were hunter-gatherers, we would not have survived as a species. So we get pleasure from food, which causes other problems that I will get to in another podcast. Anyway, survival, constantly checking its environment. It's, it's like that part of the brain is like Big Brother. It records everything. It doesn't allow you to remember it. The reason it won't allow you to remember everything is because our brains use about 25% of the energy of our body. And it uses 25% of the energy of our body by only allowing us to remember certain things. If we could remember everything absolutely everything that we see we would require huge amounts of fuel 
and it, we're just we're just not like that as a species so what the brain does it's very specific in what it will remember it'll only remember what it deems to be dangerous which is why people will always remember negativity more so than joy it's just part of our survival it's how we survive if you were in the field and <clears throat> or in a, whatever years and years ago when we were hunter-gatherers and you were eating a lovely strawberry and all of a sudden you've seen a lion or a tiger you wouldn't say do you know what i'm having such a good time here let's just stay here and eat the strawberry the part of your brain that says this is a negative uh, moment will actually make you run away because negativity has to be at the foremost if we are to survive as a species any species there's no way are you going to stay and enjoy the food when there's a tiger chasing you it's just not going to happen so from that perspective we do have to see things in a negative way it's how our brain survives the problem again is if we have too much negativity there's too much going on there's too much going on so now we'll skip to the front of the brain the front of the brain are your prefrontal cortex the prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that makes us human it gives us our ethics our values our morals our beliefs it helps us to plan things we can i think we're one of the only species on the planet now i know dolphins can plan an attack and wolves can plan an attack but we can literally do music we can build architectural things they can't do this so i think we are one of the only species on the planet that can consciously plan i know you have the i think there's termites over in the desert in america there and they'll they'll build a, a termite hill that'll face exactly south or north whatever way it faces i'm not sure if they're doing it consciously i think it's just built into them Whereas we can consciously plan, we can plan ahead. And because of this, we can create things. Now, <clears throat> the part of the brain, the prefrontal part of the brain that is uh, morals, values, ethics, and beliefs, that's the part of the brain that makes you human. That's the part of the brain that gives you your morals, your ethics. So as the brain is developing for say a young child, three, four, five, six, seven years of age, Basically what's happening is they're still in their primal brain, survival, pleasure. That's why children, if you look at them, they don't really have much morals. You know, they could slap another child easily at the age of two years of age. You have to teach them. And each time you teach them, it gets stored in their prefrontal to show them this is a social skill. This is acceptable and this is not acceptable. You know, so with the prefrontal, it only is activated when the child is calm because again the primal part of the brain the amygdala if it senses any form of danger it will activate it has to as i said to you earlier on there is no way is uh, pleasure going to be overridden by the fact that there's a tiger chasing you so it has to activate so there the problem then with uh, i see with mental health is this when a child is developing and they're in a constant state of fear or trauma, their prefrontal brain, which gives them their morals and values, cannot develop. It just simply cannot develop. And I know with myself, with, I have borderline personality disorder. You know, I'll argue the case again like this, and I said it in, one, in, in a previous podcast, 
people with borderline personality disorder, they're basically like adult versions of toddlers. You know, we, we have tantrums, just like a toddler does. We can't regulate our emotions, just like a toddler can't. You know, we're happy one minute and sad the next minute, just like a toddler. So for whatever reason in our development, as we looked at the world, probably because we're very hypersensitive as people, that part of the brain just didn't develop. It just simply didn't develop. So when you become an adult, this is where mental health comes into it because the part of the brain that actually helps you look at a situation, analyze it, planning, and regulating your emotion, it doesn't work. And that's the problem with mental health. People that are able to regulate don't have mental health. People that can't do. And it's just that one thing. It's not just simple as in you get this. But this is the problem with mental health is that when you understand that basically when you were growing up, if you experienced trauma, and I think I read there in one of the books I was uh, listened to, should I say, not read, Listen to one of the books, I think two or three cases of trauma is enough for any person to be traumatised for the rest of their life, which I find hilarious, um, because they're going, they're going to get that. It's just, an, you know. So, if you continually, if you're in an, in an environment where it's constant, constant trauma, the chances are you're not going to develop. Now, is that an excuse not to try and overcome your illness? I don't think so. And these are my opinions. I'm not saying these are facts. These are my opinions. Just because you had trauma, it doesn't mean you're stuck. Yes, it means you can't cope. That's what it means. It means you don't have the tools in order to actually overcome a situation when you, when you experience it. You don't have them tools. But that doesn't mean you can't learn them. It doesn't mean that you can't somehow sit down and say to yourself, right, basically, my, there's a part of my brain that hasn't developed. There's, that's the basic fundamentals of it. But then how do I develop it? Well, the, simple, the simplest way of saying how do you develop a brain is this. Let your life roll. Just let it happen. I always say this to you. Let your, let your life roll. Let your life happen. Don't try and stop the trauma. What you do is when you get the trauma or bad experience or negative experience, when you finally settle down with your emotions, then look at it again. Look at it, rerun it again like you're watching a film. But this time ask yourself, where could I do it differently? I allow my life to happen. Sometimes I get it right, sometimes I don't. Thankfully more days, these days I'm getting it more right than years ago. But I don't always get it right. I'm still not getting it always right. And that's fine, nobody does. But I will sit down afterwards and say, right, this is what happened. This is how you felt. This is what you did, and that's what you did. Now, that's exactly me remembering what happened, what I did, and how I felt. Your primal brain, again, will bring up all that for you, because that's what it does. It loves to remember trauma. It loves that. That's what it's designed to do. And you chat to anyone, they can always remember their trauma. They didn't have trauma every minute of every day of their life, but if you ask them, they can't seem to remember the good bits but they can remember the trauma. Then you sit down and I'll say, right, that's exactly what happened. These are my morals. What morals have you got? Who are you as a person? Well, I don't like telling lies as a person, so one of my morals would have to be truth. 
I do I tell lies? Of course I do. I have three children. If you can't lie to children, you're a ghost. You know, you have to be able to tell them a little lie here and there. Anyway, that's probably another podcast. But I look at it from the perspective of going, right, this is what happened. This is what happened. What can I do differently? Maybe I overreacted. Maybe, maybe I overreacted with one of the kids. I'll look at that again. I'll see how I felt. I'll see exactly what happened. I'll look at the situation just before I react it. And then I'll say to myself, right, well, then the next time, try and do it differently in a sense of don't, once you feel that little bit of anger in your stomach, remove yourself. Go outside. Go outside for a second. Go upstairs. Go into a toilet. Classic place for a parent. Absolute classic. Gives you a couple of seconds to reset yourself. Go to the toilet. Reset yourself. Come back out. Try not to get drawn into the drama of children because, as I've just said, they don't have any prefrontal cortex. <laughs> they're not exactly, you know, they're more leaning towards the animal side of the world than the human side of the world, which is just nature working its course. So that's what I would do. I'd lean towards the side of the world and go, right, reset here, just go into the toilet. Gather your thoughts and say, right, that's what I did the last time. This time I'm just going to go in here, reset, come back out and see if you can do it differently. Does it magically work two times? No, it doesn't. And if you get it right, bingo, that's fantastic. Generally with kids, that only works for about a day anyway. So that's, you know, you have to constantly relearn and re-educate yourself with kids. They don't, they, they cop on to your, they cop on, they cop on. They're like, uh, I don't know, they're geniuses of figuring you out because they've nothing else to do. And they just cop on going, oh, well, he was okay there, but let's try something different. And that's it as well. But once you continually try something different, that's what I find with mental health. It's not the same, 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 same. It's not putting your hand into a fire and going, oh, it burnt. Putting your hand in, oh, it burnt. Eventually, you have to do something different. Or it never changes. I've changed my whole routine with mental health. I've changed my whole aspect with mental health. I'm still continuing to change. You know, I'm still trying to see, can I just get that little bit better? All the time. I enjoy it. It's something I enjoy doing. Then I come on here and waffle away to you and hopefully you'll pick up something from it. Brilliant. But with the brain, the fundamental part of the brain, in order for mental health to subside, I know there's no cure for borderline personality disorder, but I'm managing it. And that's good enough for me. I don't need to be cured because I don't think there's something actually wrong with me. I just have a different way of thinking. A horse thinks different than a zebra. I think in black and white. A horse likes a little bit of shades of different colours. So, with the brain, in order for the brain to actually settle down, remember your environment has to be calm. If you don't have a calm environment, you will not be able to teach your prefrontal cortex how to respond and plan, which is its fundamental aspect, to plan the next event. The only reason I'm able to calm down is I have looked at a previous explosion and tried something different. It's not that I'm uh, better, it's that I planned that it would happen again. I foresaw, I foreseen that it would happen again. The kids say arrogant or whatever kids do or whatever. I foreseen that that would happen again and I tried a different response. That's planning, but I could only do that when I'm calm. You cannot, 
you cannot uh, try to overcome your illness when you're in the midst of trauma or in the midst of chaos. That's not when you're going to overcome it. You overcome your trauma in a calm environment when you actually can reread the whole script again and see can you change the script. Because that's what life is about. Looking at the script and seeing can you change it. And you won't get it right every time. I don't get it right every time. Nobody gets it right every time. But if you just keep trying at it, keep trying, eventually you will overcome it and you will get better at it. You know, and that's one thing that you'll have to understand is that it doesn't just stop. Just try, get up every day, try, fail. Generally it's fail, 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 win, fail, 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 maybe, <laughs> and sometimes you get the wins. I definitely know with me, I failed more times, I probably failed to the power of a hundred to one, definitely. A hundred percent with me, it's, I have failed a hundred times for my one success, and I'm delighted for my one success, because it took a few years, but I'm getting better and better. At least I'm still not the same as I was 10 years ago, and that's important to me. Another thing, as I said, I'm going to try and keep these short and sweet, is uh, I'm trying a whole month off social media. So um, for any that do listen to the podcast and maybe comment on this or whatever, I won't be commenting back because I'm going to for the month of August. I'm going to give up social media. It's something I love challenging my brain. I love when I get to a certain level of my brain and just seeing am I at the summit, I like to tear it all apart and say, well, do you want to try this? And, you know, social media is a big deal and you like to be on it and you, you spend a bit of time on it and whatnot. So I was just wondering, well, what would it be like not to have social media? What would it be like to just not be on it? Literally not go on it. Don't go on Messenger. Don't go on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. And just give it up for a month. Literally one month. So I'm going to, for the month of August, give up social media. I'm going to reflect on how I feel as a person when I give up social media. How, how does it impact on me? You know, do I need people to like my page? Do I, or is it just a fact that I actually do want to help? This is a question that's puzzling me at the moment and I like to ask myself questions. Why are you helping? Are you helping because you enjoy it or are you helping because you enjoy the praise? So in order to figure this out, I need to go away and go, well, what happens then if you're not doing anything, if you're not interacting or you're not trying to input your comments to people in the sense of you're looking for a response? So I'm trying to figure out myself even further to see, am I a little bit narcissistic or is it genuine? <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's hope I'm not narcissistic, even though they're not the worst bunch. <laughs> um, so yeah, I want to see exactly where am I again? And this is another thing that I enjoy doing is re-challenge yourself. You know, if, if something is your Facebook uh, would be, I would comment on it most days. Now, I'm still going to post on Facebook um, because if I'm researching something like this morning, I was looking up um, oh, alpha lymphic acid because I have um, a swelling in my hand. My hand is injured at the moment and I'm trying to reduce the swelling. So... Yes, I'm still going to look up stuff, research stuff, and if I find something that might be of benefit to someone else, I'm going to post it. I just won't know if someone's liking it or not. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing exactly, well, where do I stand in all of this? Where am I in it? 
and that's something as well and if i enjoy the whole month off i'll see what happens then you know but i'm going to record that as well i'm going to record and see how do i feel how do i feel with not being on social media looking for them likes not getting that little adrenaline rush when you get that little icon up in the corner you know i want to see where i am at that and in order to do that you have to remove yourself and that's the thing about mental health as well i find with myself is challenge yourself when you get comfortable and you're sitting and you're you're sitting on top of this comfortableness where you're going i deserve this i worked hard absolutely take it away take it away unlearn it i'm a big believer in when you're committed to learning make sure that you unlearn it and try something different because how will you know you know how will you know unless you undo it once you've achieved and i believe i'm at a certain stage of my life where i've achieved in mind anyway that i'm very very strong in my mind now that i want to unlearn and say well where are my dependencies now do i depend on social media do i depend on facebook and that little like up in the corner do i depend on that or do i not you know so anyway that's all i'm going to say for this week um what will we talk about next week i'm always going to say what we'll talk about next week because i'm just going to do this as if i'm chatting on the phone to someone like i normally do so that way then next week i'm just going to go straight into it um next week food i suppose food would be next i'm going to chat about food um my impact with food i've completely changed my diet um i went from omnivore to vegetarian and through the injury in my hand now i'm 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 leaning towards vegan not because i love all the animals and i want to hug the planet it's because it's healthier for me that's all um, so next week I'm going to chat about food. Thanks for listening.